from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to the month of December. The holidays are around the corner, meaning it's time to get all of our breaches for the whole year caught up right now. And the, today starts with a last pass and signal and so many others. We'll get into all of that on this morning's show. Thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe. You can follow us on our YouTube channel at CyberHub Podcast. You can also find us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Please subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. If you're watching us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, wherever it is, comment, like, repost. We really do appreciate it. Thanks so much, y'all, for tuning in. Spending the next 10 minutes with me here going over everything you're reading about and what it actually means for practitioners. Before we get started, though, just shout out here to Scott Jonathan, I don't know who this LinkedIn user is. I couldn't see it. Um, I think this is Renee. Uh, shout out to Brent. Thank you all for tuning in this morning. Thanks for being here. My double espresso to kick off this show. Coffee cup, cheers. Coffee. Let's go to LastPass. Notifying customers last night of a new data breach related to a previous incident. So the uh, popular company, uh, the LastPass, known for its password manager and its affiliate go-to, are informing customers about a new data breach that appears to be related to another incident reported on back in August that they disclosed. So an email sent to the customers, essentially, LastPass said it detected unusual activity within a third-party cloud storage service that shares with GoTo. The investigation, which was led by Mandy and is ongoing, but it appears that the new breach is related to the incident that was disclosed in August of 2022. They've determined that the authorized party using information obtained in the August incident was able to gain access to certain elements of our customer information. Our customers' passwords remain safely encrypted due to LastPass zero-knowledge architecture. The notification published on the website also mentions unusual activity within the company's development environment. In addition to third-party cloud storage service, it's possible that the dev envi- uh, environment intrusion is the one disclosed previously. LastPass informed customers back in August that it had suffered a data breach and the theft of source code and proprietary technical information. This could very well um, be the backdoor that they've seen there for it as well. So, you know, not a whole lot. They're saying that None of the passwords in the vaults would have been compromised. It might be wise if you do use LastPass to go ahead and reset your master password. Because uh, if they've got that, then they can get access to your vault. Uh, I'm sure you've got MFA enabled um, through an app, by the way. Like, don't do it through your phone, whatever you do. Um, and, 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 and move on to the, to the next challenge uh, in your daily life, which is, you know, as we all know, we whole bunch of other stories coming up this one uh, i wanted to talk about second is the carlotta ransomware attack that's really shut down columbia's healthcare system so not seeing it anywhere but the carlotta is a colombian healthcare provider that operates an international network of 12 hospitals and 371 medical centers in latin america spain u.s and asia they have 24,000 employees and 10,000 medical doctors who provide healthcare to over 6 million patients the um, company has several subsidiaries, but now their entire operation has been halted and disrupted due to a ransomware attack, um, the scheduling of medical appointments, its websites, the inability for the healthcare providers uh, to be able to serve patients with some waiting over 12 hours to receive cares, some fainting um, or needing additional medical attention due to the fact that they were unable to be helped. Um, 
They suffered, they're saying that they, they're suffering technical issues, but did not disclose the cause. However, it is a cyber attack that's causing the issues there. Um, from the moment it was identified, their statement says, we've been working 24 hours a day, both from the technological team and the medical and administrative team to provide continuity to care for our members. Uh, Ransom House is behind this specific attack. Uh, a Twitter user named Alexander tweeted a screenshot of the VMware ESXi server with a ransom note displaying Dear Corolati, indicating that the healthcare company has suffered a ransomware attack. Bleeping Computer has identified the ransom note as belonging to Ransom House Ransomware Operation, which uh, originally called its ransomware White Rabbit. Um, and so um, you can obviously see business continuity here not really in play. Uh, for this organization, the ability to train its staff to revert to a potential technical, um, uh, a non-technical mode of operation is, is non-existent. And by the way, like this is something that has to be discussed. The city of Atlanta, when it went through its ransomware, uh, went to all paper almost across the entire uh, across the entire city in, in the courts, um, within the city itself they went back to paper like they literally went into the basement and pulled all the old paperwork and started using that as a way to continue to operate and provide service while they were trying to recover from that ransomware attack uh, um, four years ago. Um, so, so something to keep in mind here. Um, there seems to be a bit of lack of preparation and something to ask yourself this morning is, do we have a non-technical mode of operation to be able to service our, our, our business partners, our customers, um, and and are, do we have anyone trained to operate it? And if not, it, it, this might be something to kind of add for a key one 2023 type of goal for training. A year later and Log4Shell still is an active flaw. According to Tenable, more than 70% of scan organizations remain vulnerable to the Log4Shell flaw CVE 2021-44228 as of October of this year exposing major remediation challenges that continue to expose businesses to data breach. Uh, Tenable said it collected the data from uh, more than 500 million tests and found a whopping 72% of organizations still struggling to fully remediate last December's critical Log4j vulnerability. The Tenable telemetry found that one in 10 corporate assets remain vulnerable to Log4Shell. These exposed assets include a wide range of servers, web application containers, and IoT devices. Tenable said, the data, Tenable said that the October 2022 data showed improvement with 2.5% of assets vulnerable, but warned that nearly one-third, 29% of these assets, assets had recurrences of Lock4Shell after full remediation was achieved. So you can obviously tell Lock4Shell still remains a challenge for a lot of organizations um, based on this report. A new exploit broker on the scene is paying premium for Signal App Zero Days. So the Signal messaging app zero-day vulnerabilities have sparked a $1.5 million bidding match as gray market exploit brokers flourish in today's geopolitical climate, according to this uh, report by Dark Reading. Uh, great market exploit brokers are alive and well with the latest sign of this flourishing market coming in the form of a bidding war for Signal messaging app zero-days from a relatively new entrant. Russia-based OpZero went on the record recently with a $1.5 million offer for Signal remote code execution exploits more than tripling the relatively stable high watermark for the app offered by Zerodium. Cybersecurity experts say this particular bidding war indicates the Russian government's desperation to gain surveillance capabilities 
over Ukrainians utilizing Signal to communicate, but the price movement on this front also offers a microcosmic look into the broader reliance of great market customers on intermediary brokers. So you can actually see this exploit come through, and we'll talk about that because uh, our final story is, is right around uh, this gray market piece here and Signal being the fact that it's a uh, um, trusted more than, than Facebook, WhatsApp, and Telegram is definitely a target for many governments and uh, many organizations. NVIDIA patches many vulnerabilities in Windows, Linux, display drivers, NVIDIA's display uh, November 2022 display driver update patched 29 vulnerabilities impacting Windows and Linux products, including 10 high severity issues. The most severe of the security defects is CV 2022-34669er, an issue in the user mode layer of NVIDIA's Windows driver that could be exploited by an under unprivileged attacker to access or tamper with system files or other files that the driver uses. Another severe flaw in the Windows driver is CVE 2022-34671, CV score of 8.5 and out of bounds, right? That could have similar effect. NVIDIA has released a patch and is asking users to install the available patches as soon as possible. And finally, Google accuses Spanish spyware company of ties to zero-day exploitation framework. Kind of piggybacking off the signal thing, the Google tag group said that the hella Heliconia framework, which provides all the tools necessary to deploy a payload to a target device, is likely linked to Verystone IT, a company based in Barcelona. Although the vulnerabilities are now patched, Tag believes the exploits were used as a zero day before they were fixed. Uh, Verystone did not respond for uh, comments uh, for to requests for comments on its website. The company says it provides custom security solutions. This could be kind of like an NSO um, type of org as well. While they have not detected active exploitations, according to TAG, it appears likely uh, these were utilized as zero days in the wild. TAG also has created detections in safe browsings. It's in safe browsing to warn users when they attempt to navigate to dangerous sites and download dangerous files. Uh, the researchers said the commercial spyware vendors have developed capabilities that were previously only available to government with deep pockets and technical expertise of those, the most famous of which is NSO Group. Um, Google, Microsoft, and Mozilla fixed all the vulnerabilities that were part of the Heliconia exploitation framework in 2021 and earlier this year. Um, And so now there's third-party companies that may have known about these zero days, sold them, taken advantage of them um, in the marketplace before actually reporting them. And that kind of brings the ethics of security into question. Are these companies legitimately part of our ecosystem or are they using our environment, our orgs, our industry as a uh, way to hide their malicious activity? Uh, that could also be something worthwhile thinking and discussing. Folks, that's it for the show for today. We'll be back on Monday with a whole lot more. Have a great weekend. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.